what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Bar the vessels abroad and bar not a few. Get every vessel you can. Saved and unsaved. White vessels. Brown vessels. Go out and get as many vessels as you can and bring them into the house and get them full of the oil of the Holy Ghost. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm going to pick it up in verse 3. Then said Elisha, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in the house, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And I want to use for a subject this morning, Borrow thee vessels. And borrow not a few. This story begins with a woman whose husband died. Evidence is he was going to the school of the prophets, headed up by Elisha. He feared the Lord and was attempting to do that which would be needed to fulfill the call of God on his life. He had to have some money, so he borrowed some money from a creditor. And before he could pay the money back, the man died. According to the law, when money was borrowed and it wasn't paid back within the time specified, the creditor had a legal right to come and take one or more family members as slaves until the debt was paid. And now the creditor had come to this woman and wanted to take her two sons. And in desperation, she cried out to Elisha for help. And Elisha asked the question, what do you have in your house? He was asking about the place where this woman stayed with her two sons. I realize that. But today, you and I serve as the house of the Holy Spirit. 
Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. You are the temple of God. You serve as the house of God. What do you have in your house? Whatever is in your house, if you're not careful, it can be detrimental to your walk with God. Paul said it here that we have to be careful not to defile the temple of God. Defiling the temple of God is a serious offense. The end result is destruction. So we have to ask the question today, what is it that can defile the temple of God? As a kid growing up in church, I've heard a many a sermon talking about smoking defiles the temple of God. Drinking defiles the temple of God. Having sex outside of marriage defiles the temple of God. Doing drugs that are not prescribed by a doctor it, it is defiling the temple of God. Eating too much is defiling the temple of God. And the list goes on and on and on. And those things do defile the temple of God. But I want you to understand something today. Those are just symptoms of the real problem. The real problem is the sin nature that every single one of us have. What do you have in your house today? In order to solve your situation, you've got to understand what it is that you've got in your house. Number one, what you got in your house is a human nature. Human nature. It's that which makes you human. Your strength, ability, talent, passions, human nature. The world out here, in order to solve its problem, they look to human nature. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Use your inner strength, and it sounds good. The problem is there's something else in the house called the sin nature that corrupts human nature. Therefore, human nature is not going to solve the problem. Human nature is corrupted by the sin nature. Now, Christian, this is just for Christians now. The Christian has a third element in the house, and it's called the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You are the temple of God. And the Holy Ghost, when He comes into your house, he shuts down the sin nature, binds him up, and puts him over here in a room somewhere. And now it is the divine influence of the Holy Spirit upon your heart. And then its reflection can be seen in the life. That's grace. We're to grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord. What do you have in your house today? You got a human nature? 
child of God. You got a human nature, you got a sin nature, you've got the nature of God, the person of the Holy Spirit. Defiling the temple of God, what does it mean? Paul said in Romans 12, verse 1, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, you need to present your bodies. You are a soul and a spirit that exists in a physical body. The physical body is that which we use to relate to the world. Without a physical body, you, you don't exist in this world. The physical body is neutral. It can be used to do good. It can be used to do bad. It all depends on what you present it to. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? If you present your body to an environment that is conducive to sin, then sin is going to be the end result. But if you present yourself to the Holy Ghost, if you present yourself to an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, then you will commit that and do that which is righteous. What are you presenting yourself to? What are you presenting yourself to over television? The internet. Whatever you present yourself to, that's what you're going to end up doing. He said, present your body as a living sacrifice. When Paul used the term sacrifice, he was referring back to the Old Testament sacrificial system. But he said a living sacrifice. When an offering was offered, when the little lamb was brought to the priest and the priest would examine it and, and, and slit its throat and the hot blood would pour out and he'd split it open and lay it on the altar, the sacrifice was dead. And it was not coming back. Paul said, present yourself to the living sacrifice. There's only one lamb that came back from the dead, and that's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. Present yourself to Christ and Him crucified every day. What are you presenting yourself to? Some of us need to spend more time in presenting ourselves to the Word of God. Some of us need to present ourselves to church a little more often than we do. Some of us need to present ourselves to the Lord in prayer a little more than what we're doing. What are you presenting yourself to? And we need to present ourselves to His sacrifice every day, which is holy and acceptable unto God. And that is the only thing that is holy and acceptable unto God. And when you place your faith in what Christ did at Calvary, you are now holy and acceptable unto God. Amen. Justified. Justified never sinned. When the Holy Ghost comes in, He cleans house. He binds up the sin nature. Paul said, Romans 6, verse 12. 
He said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. The sin nature is pictured as a king ruling and reigning in the heart and life of the individual. But in the life of a Christian, Paul said, that is not to be so. Let not the sin nature rule you. Do not let the sin nature dominate you. He went on to say in verse 13, Neither yield ye your members, that's the members of your physical body, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto the sin nature. When Paul used that term instruments, he was referring to the instruments, the weapons of war that a Roman soldier would use. What is he saying? He's telling us this. If you yield the members of your physical body, your eyes, your legs, your tongue, your ears, your hands, if you yield that to the sin nature, then the sin nature will use the members of your physical body as a weapon against you. Whatever you yield to, whatever you present yourself to, it can defile the temple of God. He went on to say, verse 13 again, latter part, but yield yourselves unto God. Yield yourself to that new nature, that divine nature. The Holy Ghost, yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. What is he saying? He's saying that if you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will use the members of your physical body as a weapon against the powers of darkness. That's what he's saying. You are the temple of God. And know ye not that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Glory to God. And Elisha asked the question, what do you have in your house? I think if we're all honest, we could all use a little spring cleaning. Hmm. But Elisha asked this woman and said, what do you have in the house? And she said, 2 Kings 4 verse 2, Thy handmaid has nothing in the house but a pot of oil. The pot of oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. This woman said, I ain't got nothing in the house but a pot of oil. She spoke disparagingly of, of the oil. She didn't know what she had. She did not realize the value of what she had. Sadly and regrettably, much of the church doesn't realize it either. We have by and large rejected the Holy Spirit today. By and large, most preachers today don't preach the cross because when you preach the cross, you got to deal with sin and the Holy Ghost will move in that and bring conviction 
on the hearts of the people. And we don't want people to feel bad. We want people to feel good. Well, let me tell you something today. If you want to feel good, get in this altar and pray through and confess your sins to God and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and the oil of the Holy Spirit will come into your vessel and you'll feel like a new man. You'll feel like running around this church today. We want people to feel good. I was asked to preach a revival back some time ago. I said, Brother James, we we just want to keep it light tonight. There ain't nothing about this old boy that's light. Nothing. The only thing light about me is a yellow coat that I've got at the house that I wear around Easter time and I look like a giant peep. But that's the only thing about me that's light. I'm a big boy. And God gives me a heavy word at times. And, and, and I don't care. I, I, can't, I can't walk on eggshells. I got to preach what God gives me to preach. I got to say what God tells me to say. And sometimes it makes people mad. I can't help that. I care more about your soul then I care what you think about me. And it is my responsibility to tell you the truth. When you preach the cross, it brings about the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. The church, by and large, has rejected the Holy Spirit today. We don't want it. But the oil of the Holy Spirit is what we need. The oil of the Holy Spirit is all we need. Amen. And Elisha went on to say, Second Kings 4 verse 3, He said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, and borrow not a few. There are a lot of empty vessels out there in the world. Unsaved vessels that do not know God. They're void of God. The Spirit of God does not dwell in them. They are dead to God. Empty vessels. There are vessels out there that are saved. But they're running low on the oil of the Holy Spirit. He said, go, borrow thee vessels abroad and borrow not a few. Get every vessel you can, saved and unsaved, white vessels, brown vessels, Baptist vessels, Pentecostal vessels, Methodist vessels, Presbyterian vessels, free will Baptist vessels. Go out and get as many vessels as you can and bring them into the house and get them full of the oil of the Holy Ghost. The Lord has given us a tremendous platform here at the church. This program goes out over radio, the internet, CDs. As this program goes out right now, it's touching thousands of vessels. Folks, this is what God has called me to do. And God put me in this family 
and it is a group effort. Are you hearing me? This is not just a one-man show. God's called me to do it. The Lord told me to get in the house and shut the door and pour out. I get in my prayer closet every week and I shut the door. I take, I take my phone and cut it off. I cut the computer off. I put the cat outside. I put the dog outside. I put any and everything that can distract me. I put it outside the door and I lock the door and I get along with Jesus and I pour out. I pour out what is on the inside. God, I got this going on. I got that going on. I ain't got no control over this and that and the other. And God, I need a touch from you. Lord, I'm going to stand before thousands Sunday morning. And I've got to have a word from you, Lord. I need a touch of your spirit. And I pour out. And then on Sunday morning when I come in this door and the door is shut, I pour out. I pour out. I talk to all of you on Sunday morning. I try to. If I didn't talk to you, I'm sorry. Don't get mad because the preacher didn't come up and shake my hand this morning and say hello. I'll get you when you go out. But when I come in here on Sunday mornings, I've got one thing on my mind, and that is pouring out what God has poured in. And let me tell you something today, i got a lot of oil that needs to be poured out. And I need your help today. I need your help. The Bible said that her two sons kept bringing her vessels. And I need your help today to bring some vessels into this house so that I can pour out. Are you getting this today? Are you hearing me today? I need every spot in that parking lot full. I need 12 people sitting on all of these pews every week. I need people up there in that choir loft. I need more radio stations. God help me to pour out to whoever is put in front of me. He told me to pour it out. He said, don't look at the vessels or the lack thereof. There are vessels that you do not see. Pour it out. Pour out what I have poured into you. Don't look at the vessels. Don't look at the cracks. Don't look at the flaws. Don't look at the color. Don't look at whether it's male or female or any such thing. Just pour out the vessels that I put in front of you. And God help me today to pour it out. And I'm asking you today when you go home and you get in your prayer closet and you shut the door, you pour it out to God. Pray for this preacher that God will help me to pour it out. The oil of the Holy Ghost. She got in the house and she poured out. Her son kept bringing her vessels and she turned around and looked and there weren't no vessels left. She said, bring me a vessel. And they said, there ain't no more. God forbid that such a thing happened. God, let your oil continue to flow. If you look there in verse 4, 2 Kings 4, verse 4, Elisha told her to set aside that which is full. Why? 
Because God is going to use that which is filled to meet the needs of others. God's wanting to use some of you. He wants to set you aside and He wants to use you to fill others. Are you getting this? But before you can help others, your empty vessel's got to be full. And in order to be full, you got to get in the house, and you got to shut the door, and you got to pour out so that God can pour in. He told her, set those vessels aside, sell those vessels of oil, and save your two sons. Look around you today. There are very few young people in the church. The creditor has come and has taken our young people. The only thing that's going to save the youth of this nation is an outpouring of God's Spirit. And today, get in the house, close the door, and pour out and pray for our young people, ladies and gentlemen. And borrow the vessels. Go out this week and invite people to church. Do what God wants you to do. Borrow the vessels and borrow not a few. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.